class emails. Time to read some mail. It's M class emails. Time to read some mail. That's our new theme song. Mailing, mailing, mailing. Get them emails, mailing, mailing. Oh, yeah. Uh, we are the New Blues Brothers. I'm Jeff. And I'm Elwood Blues Brother Josh. You would be Jake and you know it. Because I'm dead inside, also in real life. Oh, no. I found out Josh is a vampire and he told me not to tell anybody. But... Shut up! <laughs> now they're going to want me to perform my crazy vampire magic. Yeah, do the neck trick. <laughs> oh my god, the second neck trick <laughs> reference Holy shit On this show, as I've mentioned in previous episodes uh, We read your emails and uh, respond to them It's very intricate It's very simple I uh, know, it's intricate <laughs> It's very, that's what intricate means, right? Simple? Uh, I mentioned before, it's actually really difficult To write descriptions for these episodes yeah, we do like, the same thing in all of them. Yeah, I, I yeah yeah. <laughs> Our first email is from Emilio. Hi, Emilio. Who says priority subspace communication? You boys yes. better take this one in your ready room. Oh shit! I'm in my I'm in my underwear in my ready room. I'm I'm in my ready to fuck room. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, greetings, boys of Trek. Admiral Emilio Estrada here. Hello, yes. Admiral. That's right. That one admiral with the really big dick. <laughs> my, it's my, like he's just listening to us talk about really big dicks. <laughs> my reputation precedes me, just like my dick. <laughs> I need you boys for a cliche, obvious, devoid of any substance, clearly written by Orsi and Kurtzman in an afternoon universe-saving mission. Oh, God. There is a super-duper powerful alien threatening the Earth, the Federation, the Alpha Quadrant, the whole enchilada. We Kurtzman must... and Orky wouldn't ever put the words Alpha Quadrant in no. a Star Trek movie. No, they would say space. It would be space, all of space. Uh, we must provide the alien with mediocre Star Trek podcasts or it will consume all life in the galaxy. Well, we're we've doing our part. We've given the alien the entire library of M-Class podcasts, but it's not enough. We need more content. Okay. A new collection of two-parter episodes should appease the alien. The fate oh of our world. God. The fate of all worlds rests in your special podcast-making minds. We could do a two-part episode collection, but it would have to be a small one. Because we'd have to do, like, two parts of the show. Yeah, too. so maybe we could do, like, two two-parters. So yeah, like, like two two-parters, yeah. Yeah. Uh, first off, M-Class is far beyond mediocre. I'd say as far... I'd go as far as to say, it's pretty good. Is this the part of the email that you made up to make us sound okay, Jeff? No, he said he only said it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just messing M-Class is my favorite podcast You guys Thank crack you. me up constantly And your insights into the Star Trek universe are amazing Thank you, Emilio uh, M-Class is so damn good I can't say it enough I love it Thank you that so much That sounds like you made that up That sounds like you I wrote the whole in. email, Josh Shut up Oh, oh okay, okay, yeah I, fig- I Edit figured. this part out <laughs> 
Um, now I know a two-part episodes collection is a tall order, but I had to at least ask because it would be awesome. And I he- thought about no, yeah, I thought about it because like I mean we have to at some point talk about them. Like there's major crazy episodes that are two-parters, so oh yeah, you have to do them. He gives us like, some suggestions as well uh-huh. here, like TNG Chain of Command, yeah, uh, Voyager's Year of Hell, and he says, nope. "No, wait, nope. hear me out, guys. No, nope. <laughs> they can't. The Year all of be Hell winners. episode feel will feel like a year of hell. It will feel like <laughs> I will be in a year of hell. Uh, he apparently really likes these episodes. Year of Hell, yeah. Mm. Um, Tos the Menagerie. We we actually did. Um, yeah, what did we do? The cage and the menagerie yeah. is just the cage, but like split into two parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it is the only two part episode in Tos though. Yeah, and I mean maybe like way later down the line it would be interesting to go back, but I Hear guess it out. has been two years almost already. Hear me out. Okay. The Satan's episode. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. This is fresh. This is new. This is new. I like it. I like it. <laughs> uh, DS9 Past Tense. It's the one with the bell riots. Yeah, that one's great. I would do that one for, like, time travel. Yeah. Also. A time travel's collection would be crazy. Time travel is, is really good. I thought about First Contact's episode collection where you do, like, First Contact uh, missions. There's a couple of them you can do. Oh, yeah. First Contact is so important to what Star Trek is as well. Yeah, yeah. And uh, TNG Times Arrow is the one where Data meets uh, Mark Twain. I love that episode. Which is hilarious. I fucking love that. That, Those are great. I love uh, Lady Guinan. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't heard that impression in so long. Giving up cigars after all. The crazy thing is, like, the Mark Twain impersonator that they got is actually really bad at it. Like, he's not a good (laughs) Mark Twain impersonator Which is why I'm so good at doing that guy's (laughs) voice. Because I'm also terrible at doing Mark Twain. It's Uh. me, Mark Twain. From San Francisco land. <laughs> it just winds up turning into Reese's. That's every it voice is, I have. You do have one voice that everything morphs into very slowly. Shut the fuck up, Jeff. <laughs> Eventually, right, your fucking... Your um, Grand Nagus Zek is going to become Reese's as well. Quack! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thanks very much for the awesome podcast, guys. Thank you, Emilio. Thank you for that great email. That was great. I look great forward idea. to continuing our Star Trek, he says. <laughs> Thank you. You're like some kind of astronauts on some kind of Star Trek. <laughs> um, our next email is from Josh, not you. Josh Genderson. Who says... <laughs> Who says, hello, people of Trek culture. Hi! (laughs) I like how they're themselves, like, editing it so we don't have to say it. I appreciate that, though. I like saying it, so I'm fine with it. I I don't mind saying it because you give me $10 every time I do it. Yeah, it's how you make your living and you're trying to avoid it. Yeah, well, I'm lazy. (laughs) So I've been watching DS9 and I have to agree with your assessment of the Bajorans. They hit a little too close to home. They're yeah. quick to anger and quick to have Kai win as their spiritual leader. Win just reminds yeah. me too much of a make Bajor great again mentality. Yeah, well, I think that's the point, right? Yeah, it was a warning that no one They knew, needed. they knew. They all, we, we're just living, so it's hard for us to get past it because we're living in it right now. It's hard mm. to see the forest through the trees, but, like, they knew. 
They yeah. knew exactly what that was always would have been the like. there was always like the possibility that it was headed yeah. in this direction. Like they yeah. knew. They know, yeah. They didn't know it was going to be the guy who fucking told Kevin McAllister which direction to go at the hotel. But <laughs> yes, when I think of Donald Trump, that's the first thing I think of, too. I used the- to be the first thing I thought of. God. Um, why would they have someone like this in power, especially after she almost incited a civil war over fucking moisture farm equipment? Because because they're they're leaderless. They don't. Yeah. They're 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 Germany in the 30s. They'll do anything. Also, they'll do anything. Also, why would Cisco keep this a secret? I'm sure it was explained in the episode, but I was too angry to accept it. About what? Which she almost started the civil war over the farming equipment. Oh, because like you can't. Because they're already fucked up enough. Yeah, not Cisco's gonna... like an outsider as well. Like he could yeah. cause horrific problems for the Federation and their efforts with Bajor if he. Yeah, his job is to is to make Bajor like stable, and yeah. that would not help make Bajor stable. Another thing about DS Nine is the episode past tense also hit way too close to home. It's it's gonna happen. Yeah, the bell riots are gonna happen. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it won't be like. The bell. I mean, like in the story, like the ghetto is like a is like a like a 1930s Germany ghetto where it's like mm-hmm. fenced in and like you can't leave. But like, there's it's gonna happen in in ghettos here that are fenced in more like socioeconomically, yeah, instead of physically, right? But For yeah, sure. like, I th- mean, it will honestly, happen. that could happen. Like Ferguson, people these days, Ferguson happened that's the same thing it's ferguson people these days are like real fucking horny for walls around their problems so like for all we know the bell riots could happen exactly as they were depicted exactly uh one of the futures that i hope do slash don't happen if only we can see the things that are wrong with our culture and fix it i don't want it to happen because i hope we aren't that far gone even if all evidence points to the contrary yeah I can agree with I that. I mean, I agree. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah, I hope it doesn't happen. <laughs> uh, anyway, pitch it or ditch it. <laughs> Yay! Some fun stuff. Really, it's just a pitch of living through the life of Nog, his journey from <laughs> Ensign to Captain. After leaving his work on the Defiant, he goes back to Starfleet and builds his career. Maybe we see the point where he stops asking females to chew his food and everything. <laughs> when he goes on the date. Man, I would love uh, a you, Nog I series. I dude, I love Nog. I love Nog and STO. He's super fun. Yeah. Uh, anytime you get to be in a in a mission with Nog, it's always good. Um, like, I would great. absolutely love to have a series focused around Nog. Like, yeah, his actor could still do it. Yeah. Um. Much love, Josh, aka generally depressing on Twitch, aka future Josh. What? Uh, who knew? Um, who knew? Our next email <laughs> is from Sam. Sam, like his, his name eagle, is Sam, the eagle from the Muppets. Yes, <laughs> that's, that's his name. Right? I wish Sam I could do eagle. an impression of Sam for the Muppets, because then I, I would just do the whole email in that. I don't. I can't think of how he talks. I can't think of it. Uh, for those of you about to trek, we salute you. Lady Guinan. <laughs> That's him. There it is. Here's a question, Jeff and Josh. What do y'all think about robots? I mean, look. Yeah. I know you guys love Data for all the right reasons, but what about real-life robots like Roombas or Johnny Number 5? 
I'm all about robots, man. I wish we had, like, droids that did yeah. stuff for us. I mean, I guess a Roomba is like that, right? Yeah. It vacuums your floor. I um, love robots. I talk about this in uh, the last episode of M-Class, the one that's attached to this one. Yeah. Uh, I absolutely love the idea that, like, we make life. It's artificial, but what's the real difference Dude, between it? You gotta, and us? you gotta watch Ex Machina. I'm man. going. To. I know, I know. We just got done the other yeah. episode and we said this, but oh my god, like I'm going to. You got, dude. Like I would think tomorrow. Just watch it tomorrow. Don't even wait for your wife. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like tough to find enough time where we're like both like ready to watch. A ready movie, to watch a movie. Yeah, so I know. I know. I might just watch it by myself, but like, yeah. um. I, when I was little, like one of my favorite games, game series, and still my favorite game series of all time, like one of them was Mega Man. Yeah. And I was like, as a kid, I was like, well, he's a robot, and he's like exactly like us. You know, what's right. the difference? And as I got older, that question, like, what's the difference? What is, is the difference? Is the focus of so many stories. Well, we're coming like, up on it in real life. Like, we're going to yeah. have to, like, it might fuck us up totally. Um because there are people who who uh, they're not ready for that shit. Oh no! I mean, like they're not ready. All for those that. stories about like machines being like horribly persecuted under humans—that's yeah. definitely gonna happen. Yeah, it's like super fucked up. It's just. I like, mean, w- are we talking will about it really matter to the machines? You know, will artificial intelligence right. be to the point where they will feel the hatred? You know, they kind of get into that in Ex Machina. I don't want to ruin it for you, but there's a great line that uh. What's his name? Poe Dameron. I don't remember his real name. Isaac. Says, Jason Isaac, Isaacs. Jason Isaacs, yeah. Uh, he says the line, and I don't want to ruin it, but it's he. they talk about, like, like, what a machine, like, gets out of being around people. And it's really crazy. It's like, it, dude, that movie fucked my shit I'm up. I'm going to see it. Don't ruin it for me. I don't want to ruin it for you. And, but, I mean, again, are we talking about, like, Roombas? Like, like R2-D2 well, is, like, a Roomba, basically, right? Like he he continues onward, so maybe he sort of he okay. Um, he says with technology getting spookier and spookier, the eventual the eventual integration of AI into society is inching closer and closer to reality. Right, it's a whole new frontier of ethical murkiness that could elevate society to a new zenith of progress, or we'll have to deal with some Terminator Genesis bullshit, and nobody wants to see that shit again. Yeah, there's agreed. a great quote from Stephen Hawking on the potential risk and reward of technology outgrowing us, and that mm-hmm. quote is, "If machines produce everything we need, the outcome will depend on how things are distributed. Everyone can enjoy a full life of luxurious leisure if the machine-produced wealth is shared, or most people can end up miserably poor if the machine owners successfully lobby against wealth redistribution." So far, yeah. the trend seems to be toward the second option, with technology driving ever-increasing inequality. Yeah. And that's um, the real robotic future that we're looking at, that we're already somewhat living in, is that yeah. machines replace humans, and um, machines don't replace CEOs or, like, middle managers. Right, they're replacing the laborers. Yeah, they so re- there would need to be... There would need to be... Uh, as unpopular with some people as this might be there would need to be like a a, a living wage that you just get yeah because well, money's wealth redistrib- fake anyway it's like wealth redistribution exactly like Stephen Hawking said in that quote is yeah. if if we redistributed the 
the wealth to everyone and like robots were completely benefiting everyone equally right then it would be a utopia but that's right. just not how human beings work yeah it would At have least to be not bad for it right it would ha- something would have to happen uh pretty big maybe not bad but like something miraculous not maybe that's the wrong word too something amazing would need to happen. Yeah, like we would have to be fundamentally changed as Alien, society. Aliens, aliens would have to happen, honestly. And we might find out, like, depending on like what you believe about aliens, or if you even think about it at all, like maybe they are robots. Maybe they're just so. Maybe the aliens, like the Greys that we we think of, are like just drones that like other races send out maybe. to look at us and say like, "What's going on over here?" Right. Who knows? Who that's a knows? that's a fun topic to get into. Like, yeah, we could do a shoot the shit about that. We could talk, I would talk about, about aliens this all day. Yeah, yeah, maybe we'll. Do I that. love that shit. Maybe we'll do that. <laughs> We're talking about machinery now. Like Sam continues. Uh, that seems like a much more likely apocalyptic scenario than rogue robots trying to cleanse the earth of we mortal scum. So yeah. on that happy note, what would your ideal scenario be for robots and AI to be integrated into society and culture? How would you want that whole transition to go down? Uh, very slowly. Yeah, it had to be slow, but it won't be. Technology is moving way too rapidly. And, like, I'm always for scientific progress. Yeah. But uh, there's, there's always that warning in old B-movies about, like, scientific progress with Pandora's any, box. Yeah. Yeah, without any morality behind it can yeah. like lead to disastrous results. Yeah, like I mean if we're talking about like like droids from Star Wars, right? Like basically they're just like gophers. Like would it be awesome to have just like a, a an R2 unit like that did like repairs around your house? Also like if you wanted pizza, you could be like, "Go get me some pizza." And he goes and just, like, takes the subway and gets you pizza. <laughs> like, that would be great, right? Yeah. Like, even though we have delivery people, but, like... In, in, like, my perfect world, like, I guess it goes back to Mega Man, right? Like, Dr. Yeah. Light couldn't have kids, so right. he built Mega Man and Roll to be his kids, and, like, they're, like, his assistants and help him yeah. in the laboratory and everything. Well, you're really talking about, like, the beginning of the end of Homo Sapiens, because at yeah. some point you then become a different species. You become a hybrid mix of of synthetic and organic. Well, that's like uh, transhumanist and like transhumanists believe that's what's going to happen. We're going to yeah. meld with our technology. At I some mean, point. it makes sense. Like we're already like doing that. Yeah, like, we're at the very beginning stages of that. So, uh, I I feel like. Wally is a pretty good example of what the future is going to be like. Where like we become so reliant on technology that we're just like amorphous blobs and machines. <laughs> just oh, uh, well, I love that movie. That's dude. a great fucking movie. I love that movie. Yeah, I think that's a pretty likely scenario. Honestly, yeah. We're already becoming, like, fatter and fatter and fatter as a society. I know I am. I love eating cookies. (laughs) I just want cookies all the time. Yeah. I've got a cookie waiting for me, like a real big one. I just want Taco Bell, dude, like, every day. (laughs) Jesus Christ, dude, your colon is going to be... I just want to shit myself to death. I just want to shit my own butthole out. Uh, Sam continues, Personally, if robots took over the world, I wouldn't be too mad about it. 
Like it's a yeah. definite bummer, but it's uh, it is is it necessarily going to be worse than what's going on right now? Womp. <laughs> I'd at Maybe. least. I it depends. I'd at least give it a month to see where they were going <laughs> with it before joining some ragtag resistance group. Maybe I'm a coward. Maybe I'm a fool. Give them a chance is what I'm saying. <laughs> anyway, take pride and care for yourselves in this long journey. Thank you. Sincerely, the chief aquatic engineer on the USS Instant Martians, Sam. <laughs> which is hilarious. That's a great email. That's a great email. That is a hilarious Looney Tunes reference. <laughs> and I guess Sam knows that I fucking love Looney you Tunes. You love the Looney Tunes. So, um, yeah. our next email... Is from someone you might recognize. I know I recognize. Uh-oh. Is it... Uh, is it Prince? No. Prince is dead. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's Coid. Oh, my fucking God. It's Coid, everybody. Coid. Coid Grey Wolf. Hi, Coid. Who says, I listen. Big fan of big fans here. <laughs> Here's oh a pitch it or ditch it, or two, or three. <laughs> oh my god, Coid. Uh, TNG, Thomas Riker is in charge of a small ship, and adventure occurs. <laughs> uh, I love this, like, plot pitch line. It? <laughs> I love this, like, this, like, two-second, like, pitch it. I got two seconds, go. Uh, uh. <laughs> uh, Thomas Riker, adventure. I like it, I like it. Pitch it. Pitch it. I'm gonna punch it up a little bit. It's Will Riker, and he's on the Enterprise, and he's second in command. <laughs> and the episode is a season two, episode five. <laughs> uh, next is an episode of what lore was up to between when they teleported him the fuck off the Enterprise in Data Lore, and prior to his return in season four's Brothers. I think we talked about a lore episode where you think it's Data the whole time. Yeah, and we talked about that actually... with Kevin. Yeah, that's such a... Oh, I, yeah. I can't get over that. I can't get over how good that is. I want to watch that one. Dude, that's so good. Um, Where did he get that cool outfit he wears? <laughs> he replicated a coin? Lore is now the captain of a small bandit cruiser, which he definitely stole. This is his, very uh, Darth Maul, Clone Wars-y. His second-in-command and lover is a half-Bajoran, half-Cardassian. She's the only what? one of her kind. Uh, not true. Coid. There's tons of them. There's tons of them. There, there are a lot of them. Those Cardassians were fucking everybody. Oh, on he mentions. Dude. I don't know if this is talked about later in DS9. I just finished season one. Yes, it is brought up. Catch the fuck up, Coid. Mike is watching it, making him watch uh, Deep Space Nine. Deep Space so. Nine is so fucking good. Yeah. Uh, she hates both races and doesn't owe any allegiance to anyone except Lore because he functions real good. She says <laughs> this in the episode multiple times. <laughs> I like that. I like that character. Yeah. I like I like that character. Other crew members include a uh hold on, he he made a uh correction here. Okay. Antedian. Yeah, he okay. said Sheliac, but he meant Antedian. Okay. Other crew members include an Antedian with allergies who constantly sneezes. I guess that's like a, a comedy bit a now snot. in Star Trek. Because they're snot. Uh, just a regular Klingon and Miles O'Brien's evil twin brother, Biles O'Brien. <laughs> Not oh sure what the episode God. is about at this point. Now I just want to have it be its own mini series or a comic. <laughs> 
Um, I guess I'm pitch gonna, it. I'm gonna pitch all of those, Koi, just because I love you. Uh, he does have one more. Okay. Uh, season three, Data is intrigued by the notice, the notion of getting scared for fun, and begins to run simulations of popular horror films in the holodeck. In a bizarre series of events, the Enterprise is struck by lightning and Freddy Krueger is unleashed from the holodeck. This sounds like a Ready Player One thing, Coy. <laughs> that sounds like a, this is a ditch it for me on that He begins one. to roam around the ship, frightening everyone. Data uses the <laughs> malfunctioning holodeck to summon Wes Craven to help him kill the fuck out of Freddy. Jordy also worst. helps because I like when Jordy and Data hang out <laughs> and are friends. All right, I do like that part. Uh, this episode Pitch that brought part. to you by New Line Cinema. Don't miss a Nightmare on Elm Street Five: The Dream <laughs> Child in theaters this summer. <laughs> I'm gonna pitch that. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> hit by lightning. I like how like the Enterprise is just like airplane from yeah, airplane. It just, it just, just gets airplane. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if this is too many things to send in one email to get read on the show. If that's the case, I hope you enjoyed this email, Jeff. <laughs> Thanks for doing the show. He knows. He knows about the skimming process we have. I have to, guys. I have to. <laughs> yeah, sometimes emails are really, really long. Yes. Uh, thank you for that email, Coyd. I'm going that, to pitch all of them because... It's good to hear from you again. Yeah, it's good to know you're alive, so I'm going to pitch all your things. I hear from him every now and then through Mike's speakerphone, so I yeah, know he's I, alive. I didn't know he was still alive, so it's good It's good to know. <laughs> he apparently listens. He said he listens. Uh, well, he sent an email. Yeah. He knew about Pitch It or Ditch It, so... Our next email oh, is yeah. from Harker... Parker. Who says, what's up, Josh and El Jefe? What's up? You know El Jefe means the boss, right? The boss. <laughs> anyway. that's, what he, that's what Jeff is. Jeff's the boss. Uh, who's Not the like boss? Springsteen, though. Not like Bruce Springsteen. No. I'm like a good boss. Not Bruce Springsteen's all right. <laughs> yeah, sometimes he's okay. Like, I can handle some Bruce Springsteen, yeah, right? Like, I'm, I can take it in small doses. Yeah, small doses. Yeah, yeah. Greetings from emails episode one. I started listening whoa. about a week ago. Oh, whoa, jeez. You got a lot to catch up on, dude. Yeah, there's like 30 of these things. Uh, <laughs> like essentially everyone else that's ever messaged the show, I too have creeped on Josh and those continuing smart friends for the better half of a decade. Yay! Yeah, they're good. Thank you! <laughs> At this point, I should probably establish that I'm a stupid, dumb, idiot casual when it comes to Star Trek, having only seen Season 1 of TOS, <laughs> The Wrath of Chaka Khan, First Contact, <laughs> and the reboot films. Yeah, you should watch more Star Trek that isn't the reboot films. Yes, everything that isn't the reboot films. Everything. Even Voyager. Fuck yeah, it, why not? Yeah, sure. Oh, wait, Hefe, before you possibly start to feel left out, you should know that apparently we came off the same assembly line. The reason what? I say this is because I'm also a bearded graphic designer who makes geeky t-shirts and has an appreciation for those kicky Chinese bug men. So that's neat. <laughs> he likes He's a graphic designer who makes t-shirts and likes Common Rider. <laughs> nice. Uh, which, yeah, I guess we came off a similar assembly line. Um, there are a lot of bearded, glasses-wearing graphic designers out there. Yeah, it seems to be, like, a thing. Uh, <laughs> it's actually weird for me, because I had a beard before it became... Like, I'm f super fucking hipstering right now. 
but like yeah. I had a beard well, we, before it became yeah, like you a and really I grow, big thing. Yeah, you and I both grew beards because we don't have chins. So. Yes. Also, I'm yeah. lazy as fuck. Like, I have to shave yeah. twice a day to be clean-shaven. Yeah, shaving is fucking terrible, also. Yeah. It's fucking terrible. And then Women who shave, I mean, um, I mean... I'm impressed. You're in, you're insane. Like, I'm it's crazy. Su- I'm super impressed with yeah. you for that. I, just, like, I don't know how you do it. Um, fucking... Yeah, it's uh, like seeing people slowly developing beards over the years and like it becoming popular and then seeing all these people who look like me suddenly yeah. is the weirdest shit to me. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of strange, but it's like every time in history, right? People yeah. always just do that. I imagine eventually they're all going to start shaving them off because it's not cool anymore, so Yeah, somebody will, somebody will be in a movie clean-shaven and they'll want to be like that or yeah. whatever. Anyway, I'm really enjoying the show, despite some of the vocab flying completely over my avocado-shaped head. Avocado's coming back, eh? Wow, that's so weird. Yeah. What is going on? Thanks for gifting me a new show to listen to on my walks to and from work. Ya boy, Harker. Thank you, Harker. P.S. Hey, Josh, anytime you want to get going on that series of fantasy novels set in Deranos, I'm all in. Yeah, uh... Uh, yeah, no. That'd be, that'd be fun. I would do, like, a book. I would love to do a book. Dude, I would fucking definitely make art for your book. I would need, it would need to, I'd need to, like, think of a good story. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could just do, like, a collection of short stories. I could do that. That would be, like, a good little introduction thing is do, like, a collection of the short stories you told. I would like to do, like, a history too, like uh, what led to the modern era or whatever. I think, but like, that would be like a good first step, right? To like gauge interest. Yeah. Is to make a collection of the stories that were on the show. Oh, I could do that. And sell it. Yeah. We'll we'll talk about that a little later. I might be able to help you with that. Oh my god. um, (laughs) PPS, Hefe, have you been keeping up with the info for the upcoming Common Rider? Yes, I have. Josh, I think you would find the um, upcoming Common Rider hilarious. I think his, that show is hilarious. It is. It is hilarious. But it's crazy. His, his face is a watch dial. <laughs> Dude, they're and, running out of faces. And he has, like, uh, a chest piece that comes down that's like, you know, a metal watch, like the interlinking pieces of metal? Yeah, yeah. It's like that. It's like a big chest piece that comes down that's shaped like the interlinking pieces of a, a watch band. I'm trying to find it. I can't see it. It's Common Rider Z I dash O. Oh my God, Z I dash O. Yeah. What the fuck? He's got a watch. His head is a watch. <laughs> Jesus Christ! And Something actually, like, really do you cool. see like the weird little like? Well, not weird little like the big Japanese letter shapes that are in his eyes. Yeah. That says Rider. <laughs> I yeah, fucking shows, love it. These fucking shows. Um PPPS <laughs> www.harkerdelosmuertos.com. Take a peep at my work, baby baby. Oh, sweet. They, yeah, check it out. Yeah. Go over there and check that if out. If you guys wanna um show yourselves, I might say it. Depends on how <laughs> I fucking feel about it. <laughs> I might say it. Harker was cool to me, so I said it. Nice. <laughs> nice. Thanks that's for the email, though. Yeah, that's a great email. Oh, wait. 
Um, this is actually a really good question. Also, I was wondering if you guys would be down for expanding on what, to you, makes a great Starfleet uniform. Oh, I would love to do that. Oh, sure. my God. What oh, makes, my God. What makes yes. a great Starfleet uniform to you? Like, right now? Sure. Oh, man. Um, s- uh, simple, but mm-hmm. it has to look uh, practical. That's kind of why I lean toward the later, with the gray shoulders it's like it's a little it's a, it's a little, little more too practical. practical to me i think you think i, I don't think it's it loses a little bit of the fun of starfleet uniforms but i mean it's still like one of the best looking uniforms in star trek history yeah i like i i know like the 80s outfits were like super 80sified and like that was gene roddenberry's like well yeah. they would just wear like spandex basically yeah, the fucking right vacuum spandex suits yeah i don't like those yeah. like, my favorite uniform is the tng suit because it's like that perfect halfway point between like very uniformish and practical and still like really colorful and fun yeah i really I... love the tos suits because technically they're the most practical since they're just naval uniforms that they made different colors yeah i i <laughs> i like when something skirts that line between like military and exploration yeah and, and starfleet uh so i don't know like it's uh yeah i made so many uniforms in star trek online that like I've agonized over hours of it. This is not a question I can answer. Right yeah, now. I mean, there's it's like, like a, there's a like, wide wide berth answer here. So many. Oh my uh, god. I think the number one thing that the bad uniforms get wrong is the uniform has to fit correctly. Yes. Like the early TNG uniform, early way too TNG, fucking tight, too tight. Right. The, they complained about their back hurting because yeah. they couldn't like bend. The uh, Voyager uniform, like the DS9 early uniform, Voyager uniform, way too fucking baggy. Yeah. they You just have to get a correct fit on the uniform, or it doesn't yeah. look right. Yeah, the Discovery uniforms are kind of okay, um, except for all the flashy bullshit on it. I hate my, that stuff. My only real problem with the Discovery uniform is that stupid collar they have. The collar, yeah. That's like one side like polo shirt collar and the yeah. other side like dog collar. Yeah, it's like they did. They were like, make it both. <laughs> I fucking hate that. And it's like super obvious on like Captain Pike's banana yellow ass uniform. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which also like Mute your fucking colors, right? Yeah, you gotta learn how to color them correctly, too. Like, even, yeah. even, like, TOS didn't have that bright of fucking colors, dude. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's too much. Anyway, thank you, Harker. That was a great That's email. That's a great email. Um, our next email is from, um, his name might actually be Stan. I don't know. Okay. Who says, um, hey, Trek pals. Trek pals! Trek pals! That sounds like a, like, Muppet Babies version of M-Class Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back to Trek pals! It's Trek pals, we'll make your treks come true. Fucking trekking through the universe. Yeah, they'll definitely say fucking in our children's show. In my children's show, they will. Fuck them. <laughs> second, dis- second dishwasher of the lemon rib steak Starfleet ship, <laughs> Officer Rado reporting. So I guess his name is Rado. Rado. Remember Judge Ito decorating his judge robes with those strips that meant nothing? 
<laughs> me neither. Was he listening to us? Uh, so just far, talk about everything it? we've said in M Class podcast that's has been so brought weird. up in these emails. That's so weird. I know, like to them, this is occurring like a week after if they're not patrons. But like, literally, we just do these back to back. So this is yeah. so weird. That's a little bit how the sausage is made for you. Yeah. Uh, I figure my last email was too long, didn't read, but the Voyager crew finding themselves on Jackass World was a good pitch it or ditch it. <laughs> like the show Jackass yeah. on TV. I thought I sent it to the wrong email, but I made double sure I wrote the address of this email perfect. Anyway, <laughs> F it. What's up, boys? I've been checking out some episodes, and I saw this one where this crewman was in the holodeck and told off Riker, and he got the girl. And this spurred a bon- Boston Sean's pitch it or ditch it. I think he's talking about Barkley. Barkley. Yeah. The pitch. Like he fights Riker, right? Like, he punches him. Yeah. The pitch. Data invents a card game that is playable in the holodeck. He invites certain su- uh, subjects to the holodeck as to not tell them exactly why they're there. It's but Yu-Gi-Oh! It- Holy shit, dude. That was really fast. Like, he hasn't even... You're right. That was really fast. I'm a fucking genius. But I his, can see the future. But his data assigns each of them an apparatus that is attached to their wrists and a deck of cards. <laughs> he then reveals to the crew that they're locked in a deadly game of chance in the form of <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh! With the holodex technology to display lifelike monsters, magic, and whimsical traps, the players find themselves in a realistic strain as they embark <laughs> in a harrowing 13-episode tournament. Oh my god, no! <laughs> no! Well, hopefully this email finds you. Hit me back just to chat. Your biggest fan. This is Stan. <laughs> Thank you. That was a great email. I knew it was Yu-Gi-Oh! I, knew I can't it was believe you knew it was Yu-Gi-Oh! Yo. Dude, I do this all the time. People hate me. Dude, I, I love, always know. I love that um, the like acronym for Pitch It or Ditch It is P-O-D. P-O-D? Because P- it's like... P-I-O-D-I. P-O-D. P-O-D. Because you have to take P-O-D to even like understand it. <laughs> Did you ever watch Pitch It or Ditch It on P-O-D? <laughs> oh my Watch god. It. Watch, yeah. <laughs> Our next email is from Joe. Hi, Joe. Who says, Greetings to Rickbox! Rickbox! <laughs> Big fan of prune juice, a warrior's drink here. It is. I'll make your butt go warrior mode. Your butt gets a warrior's workout, for sure. It does. Fucking I like how we didn't start this big fan of thing. It just happened. Like, it's just a thing now in and emails. They just, they just, they did it themselves. They, they, mem- they mimeticed themselves. They memed themselves. I love it. Uh, <laughs> I recently starting watch, started watching my way through all of Star Trek after dipping my toe. Hold on. I just realized. Yeah. We should make a shirt that says big fan of M-Class podcast. We should, along with the, uh, what was the other one? The, uh, Jeff and Josh shoot the shirt. Jeff and Josh shoot the shirt, and I realized the other day I forgot to make a shirt I said I was going to make ages ago, which is double dumbass, where dumbass dumbass on you. Dumbass is in Chrome and Double is in like an '80s radical font. Oh my god! I would. Oh my god! I want that so much. Please. That's going to happen. I wrote oh it down god. this time. Yes. Holy okay. shit. I recently started watching my way through all of Star Trek after dipping my toes into TNG about a year ago, and even more recently discovered the podcast. 
I've been Sweet. a fan of Josh and Continue for a while and was super pumped to see him and another super cool and funny guy doing a podcast about the Thank series. Thank you. I was really getting into. That's great. That is great. Thank you. I didn't know I was super cool and funny. I did. I'm just kidding. I, I knew. I knew. Uh, <laughs> I've since caught up on all the episodes and I'm having a blast being part of the community in Discord. Uh, which you can join by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash mclasspodcast <laughs> for as little as $1. There you go. Uh, anyway, I'm really... In- well, actually, let me say that again. Anyway. Anyway. I'm really enjoying the Trials Collection so far, as I feel that these are some of the best episodes that Trek has to offer. Oh my god, we also said that. Yeah, it's all coming around, man. Oh my god, it's everything. It's all connected. Every every line rhymes with the last one. It's like poetry. It's like poetry. Uh, the measure of a man it's like, in particular. It's like poetry. It's <laughs> like poetry. Uh, the measure of a man in particular was incredible, and in, it is some of the best storytelling I've ever encountered, not only on television, but in any form of media. I can agree with that. Yeah, agreed fully, 100%. Episodes such as Rules of Engagement and Matter of Perspective are similarly great. The courtroom mm-hmm. drama in general is a very successful type of story, and many great books, films, plays, etc. use it to great effect. Yes. I.e. Twelve Angry Men, To Kill a Mockingbird, and so on. Yep, To Kill a Mockingbird. Yep, yep, yep. What do you think makes this such a good storytelling device? I think it has something to do with our innate desire to see justice being done, and the procedural format of a court case is inherently suitable for story structure. It's like your thoughts on this? It's like a mini version of the hero's journey, right? Where, like... Uh, your hero, who is somebody who is typically like falsely accused, Mm -hmm. and there's no there's no greater injustice done to our sense of self than to be falsely accused of something, Uh, and then and then to have it all take place in sort of one venue is very play like, Mm -hmm. like that's like a play cheap as well. Yeah, it's very simple, and simple works well. that's something we've gotten away from in storytelling is simple works well. So be simple. Um, (laughs) but also then like you put everything against them in the beginning and then you slowly reveal the truth and it's very cathartic. It's like, uh, it's like being sick or like, um, in some, in some tribes they like, like, uh, would poison you with like a drink and you would vomit and hallucinate and then when you come out of it, you got this sense of euphoria, and it's very much like that, where like you're you're fucked, right? Like you're done, but then eventually you come out of it smelling like roses, and that's very cathartic as for people. It's the entire courtroom process is like a battle, right? Yes, yeah, it's it, all. Yes. You get the same exact reaction, like emotionally, as seeing like. A battle, but like all right. the emotional impact of like fight scenes and stuff has kind of been taken out of the battle television. is the words. The battle is the the words, right? Yeah. And the and the outwitting of the opponent. There's like an inherent dramaticism to courtroom cases, even in real life. I mean, there's a yeah. reason why there's a court TV channel, right? It's something that is natural to the entire courtroom procession. Yeah. And it's super easy to capture that type of like emotional impact in a story, especially mm-hmm. a story 
that explains its characters to you and you see their motivations and their backgrounds. It it works well with flashback also. Like, you can add a flashback if you need to show something that you want to show, if it's a film or a a movie or a show, you know know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like... It, there's you can do anything with it it's it's great it's it's like a very structured storytelling device but it's also like limitless in its opportunities to branch out from yeah i mean law and order is half courtroom show and it's been on for fucking for like 37 years, years. <laughs> like it's I been think on law since and the, order came on, on go, go it's ahead, been go on go. since the paleolithic era <laughs> The Precambrian era. <laughs> there weren't there weren't trees yet. There were just ferns. That's when that's when Law and Order came on. <laughs> the, the inherent the inherent drama of a courtroom case, plus the characterization that is that's necessary in any type of storytelling media, is yeah. almost assured to create at least somewhat of a gripping story, no matter how much is put into yeah. it or taken out. I mean, that's, like you said, Law & Order. Like, how many Law & Order episodes are good? Like, who the fuck knows? Like, who even knows, right? But they just keep making the same shit, because people love it. I, I, it, it just works on so many levels. It's just, it, it does something to our brains that it, it, like, lulls us into comfort and justice. We love justice. We do love to see justice being done, and it's, like... In a television setting or a movie setting or any sort of fictional setting, justice being done is always done right for the most part. I mean, yeah. not in To Kill a Mockingbird. Right. Um, which is, like, one of my favorite novels ever. I don't know if I've Yeah, they kill that Mockingbird at the end, which is crazy. Yeah. Well, technically. Yes. They, yes, technically, yes. <laughs> um, but, like, usually we, get, we don't get to see justice being done on a day-to-day basis in real life. Like, injustice tends to be much more noticeable. Yeah. So having that sort of outlet is cathartic as well yep. for us as yep. an audience. Um, signing off, Ensign Joe, rather be frolfing on Patreon and Discord. Frolfing? Frolfing? Is that frisbee frolfing. golf? Frisbee golfing, yeah. Frolfing. Don't they hate that? Don't they hate when it's called frisbee golf? Isn't it disc golf? Isn't that what they like to have it be called now? I don't think... Ensign Joe cares since his name I mean, I'm not. rather be frothing. <laughs> uh, peace and long life. Live long oh, and yes. prosper, Joe. Yes. Thank you. Um, our next email. These are great. It, this is a good crop, isn't it? Yeah. Our next email is from Phantom Thief Goofus. Oh, Goofus is back. <laughs> not goofy. You're fine. Goofus. Captain's Log, Stardate. How do Stardates <laughs> even work? Uh, they just made them up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised it's... nobody's used this as a framing device to contact the legendary Boys of Trek. <laughs> I'm sending this transmission in the hopes to get pitches rather than ditches. That's the game, right? Do you guys like keep score at home? Like You, you can should. answer. You sh- we probably should. You should keep score for yourself. Like every time you send in an email, you guys could do this in the Discord. Actually, like that. Yeah, you could. Whoever, like, actually, yeah, we'll do this from now on. It's all all on you guys. You guys have to compare how many pitchets or digits, how many pitchets you've got. You gotten. And whoever has the most pitchets will get a special title added to their name in the yes. Discord. Yes. Like Admiral of Pitches. Yeah, Pitchmaster. Pitch Admiral. Of the fleet. <laughs> um, 
We'll have to remember to either pitch it or ditch it from now on, like every time. Yeah, we'll have to make a decisive yeah, um, uh, decision. Peyote won. TNG, a businessman is thawed from the past and tries to pull some capitalist bullshit on the crew of the Enterprise. It fails because in this enlightened age, people realize that money is fucking fake and maybe shouldn't be in front of sentient life suffering? Worf <laughs> dropkicks the dude out of an airlock. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch that because uh, yeah. I I love like the idea like in that one episode where that where they unfreeze those people and the one yeah. guy's like a banker. I love that. I would watch a whole episode where it's him like maybe I'll punch it up a little. Maybe it's him right, and he goes back to Earth, and he has to like deal with like his reality now, and he can't handle it. That and would be great. Are, people are like, yo, just what are you worried about? Like you don't have to worry about anything. What the fuck is your problem? <laughs> Yeah, there is that episode where they unfreeze the people already. Yeah, and, like, the yeah. guy's main thing is that there's no more business for him to be the, like, master of. He's, He's very much charge. like 80s businessman, like a He's Gordon Gecko. <laughs> Don't you worry about Blank. Let me worry about Blank. It's sad that he had that bonitis. <laughs> if only I had gotten the cure to bonitis. Uh, B-plot, Data consumes a bunch of media from the past with robots in it and is troubled what humans think about androids. He really likes Wally and Mega Man X, however. This we is just talked creepy. about... This is so fucking weird, this dude. This is getting fucking this creepy. This is so weird. What the fuck is happening? Seriously, this is fucked up. It's it's almost everything we've talked about has got brought up in these emails now. We just talked about that. We just fucking talked about this. Peyote 2. TNG. <laughs> Crusher's been having nightmares about Wesley's ex execution because it's canon. And decides <laughs> to go speak to Counselor Troy about pitch it. Pitch it. Pitch it. Pitch it. He dies. <laughs> she, pitch it. She then asks Crusher, did you even like your son? She wrestle, wrestles with the question for a minute and then replies, no, not really. She's then <laughs> absolved of all guilt and starts her vacation. Eating, praying, and loving all over the galaxy. <laughs> eating, praying, and loving. And maybe her and Troy have a casual thing. Hey, it's the future. I ain't gonna judge. Have a casual thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, pitch it. Pitch that. I'm gonna pitch that for sure. Eating, praying, and loving is a pitch. That's the funniest Fuck fucking yeah. shit. That's so fucking funny. <laughs> I've already read the email, but I really fucking cracked up when I read that. That's I want to point so out. funny. Uh, B-plot, Ten Ford getting fumigated and Whoopi Goldberg <laughs> is getting restless without a bar to run. So she, spends Lady some so she spends some time in the holodeck and watches Little Rascals from the 90s and re remarks about how that one mom looks nothing like her. <laughs> oh my god. I didn't even remember she was in C-plot. There is a C-plot in this one. What? That's not usually a thing. Q materializes and reveals that he was previously the Greek god Zeus. Smash oh cut to him immediately getting ultra arrested for the countless sex crimes. Worf drop kicks him out of an airlock. You know what this sounds a lot like? A Satan's episode. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think instead of doing a Satan's collection, I think I just want to make a logo for it and sell a t-shirt that just says Satan's collection on it. And, like, we never do it. Like, it's like a shirt for something we've never done. That's really funny. Like, I wanted to say, like, Satan's collection 2018 so that, like, it'll be out of date by the time we ever actually do it. Somebody will wind up wearing one, like, they'll find it out of, like, a Goodwill, like, ten years from now. And somebody's gonna be like, what's your shirt? And they're gonna be like, I have no idea. I just got it out of Goodwill. I, I thought it was ironic. It was ironic, so I wore it. Follow-up question, because I'm very formulaic. What's the uh-huh. first thing you replicate? I'm replicating a brontosaurus rib and tipping my car over. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? Sign. That's the opening from The Simpsons. Uh, not The, the Simpsons. The, the, the Flintstones. Flintstones. Yeah, I know. But, like, what? where's your car? What car? I don't know. He's going to replicate a car, too. <laughs> Sign yeah, like Phantom Thief Goofus. Too much of a cool renegade for Starfleet. So, captain and founder of Cool Crimes Incorporated. <laughs> Bender. <laughs> Bender Crimes Incorporated. Dude, fucking, uh, what's the first thing I replicate? Oh my god. Uh, I probably would replicate a food to mm-hmm. see how it tasted. Yeah. Like Indian food or something. Because I love it, and if it made it, if it made Indian food well, I would be in heaven. Dude. So yeah, maybe I would, a curry. Yeah, I would try like a curry or something. Maybe like a nice, like, goat vindaloo. Yeah, yeah, because I, I would want to know if it worked right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'd probably start with something simple. Yeah, I'll tell like, you uh, what, because I have, like, a problem. Like, I have a real problem. I'd probably replicate a Pepsi first. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it would be in there, because at that point, they would, like, have replicated, like... How, like maybe they had the, the recipe even you know I, I bet I bet you could do it and it would be healthy too because none of it is bad for you right god I wish I lived in that not the fucking timeline where I'm gonna have to give up a kidney soon <laughs> I mean <laughs> you should probably stop like shooting Pepsi into your toes <laughs> look the police don't look there okay <laughs> that's how they know I don't do a lot of Pepsi <laughs> I inject it directly into my gums. I the put it in my, into my tongue. It was like I taste it while I inject it. <laughs> yeah, mm. I think I would start with like a soda just to see if it like makes an actual soda and not like yeah. shitty soda stream sodas. Yeah, like it doesn't taste like RC Cola or something yeah, like that. Like yeah, RC. Royal Crown sucked my goddamn dick cola. Thank you for the email, Phantom Thief Goofus. That was a good email. We already um, failed. We didn't pitch it or ditch it in some of oh, those. But fuck. Some, of, some of them were, I think, clearly uh, ditches. <laughs> if we don't pitch it or ditch it, That's then consider a ditch. it a ditch. That's a ditch, yeah, yeah. A um, polite ditch. We did pitch it, though, because it was just two of them. We pitched the dead we, Wesley. Yeah, we actually we pitched the capitalist bullshit oh, right. on the crew of the Enterprise. That's too. right, we did. We did do that. So yes. he got two pitches. So that's two pitches. That's two points. Um, our next email is from Azrael. That sounds like a, a Satan's episode name. <laughs> Who says, I've never really been into Star Trek because I came from a Star Wars family and was always told it was boring. Uh-huh. Now that I'm not and- a child, I realize my parents were just bad people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm glad he said it. I didn't have to say it. Uh, and I watch it now. Okay, my question is, the truest idea of what Star Trek should be seen as in shows and on screen is a compilation of these classic books. Uh It should be written like the Odyssey, told like the Iliad, and explained like the Republic. 
mm-hmm. should be consistent throughout the series. That's very... Uh, I'm going to take your word for it because I never read the Iliad or the Republic. <laughs> I've read the Republic and the Odyssey, but I've never read... The I've Iliad. only read the Odyssey. Um, I don't know about the Iliad. I don't. The Odyssey is like one of my favorite stories, but it's it's yeah, mostly it's about Odysseus being like a giant fucking asshole, and he's like yeah, celebrated he's, for it because he's that's a their idea up. of a hero. Then he's a fuck up, yeah. But he's uh, he's also like ridiculously clever. Yeah, and he is. Like he gets out of all of his problems by outthinking everyone around that's, him. That's that's very which is Star very Trek. Trek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and the I Republic, I'm assuming, is about like it's government. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it it gets into like government and like morality. And morality, yeah, yeah, that's so, like. So yeah, I mean, yeah, that you're works. fairly close. I mean, his email I'll, is titled. I'll accept that. Yeah, his email is titled. I'm wondering if my idea is close, and I think you're fairly close. I think you're close. I think that works. Yeah, the Iliad is that. That's the one about uh, Troy, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I that one. So I've never read it. So I guess that would be the Deep Space Nine episode of the Greek. Star Trek series because it's all about war. Right? Um, yeah, <laughs> I've never read it, so I don't know. But uh, <laughs> the movie's good. I like that movie with uh, Brad Pitt. That's a good movie. Yeah, he he was hot in that. Um, he was thanks, super hot. In thanks it. for the email, Azrael. 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 Our next email. Um, is really long, but let me see. <laughs> um, it's from. Ben Ben Good Ben on the okay. Discord. Okay. Uh, what's up, Trek Boys to Men? Baby, <laughs> <laughs> baby, 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 baby. Trek make love to you like, like Trek you wants Trek. You to- oh yeah. <laughs> uh, Trek just- you all night, <laughs> and I'm gonna <laughs> Trek you in the butthole. That's the words. That's right? the words to it. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Track Town Philly's back again. <laughs> I fucking love that song. Um, Dude, fuck yes. I just finished Discovery and have a lot of thoughts, but my main question is, do y'all think the show could have been saved, at least to a level of general mediocrity, if they had made the show about something? Anything? <laughs> <laughs> I think your email pretty much uh, answers itself. I didn't um, like the show, but I'll admit I didn't hate it as much as you two, and I've been poring over a lot of the internet's hot takes to get my thoughts straight, and I think most people talking about where Discovery went wrong are missing what makes Star Trek, especially TNG, so different from most I TV. I would try to not read opinions about Star Trek on the internet, except That's for this show. Yeah, this, this show is the, the only, only show. We're the right, we have the right opinions, so. Yes. Uh, <laughs> if you don't have our opinions, then you're wrong. Then you're wrong. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> the the general point of this email is it is kind of long. I'm sorry, Ben. Yeah, it's okay. But um, is that TNG episodes are about something? Like mm-hmm. they have a message or a moral or yeah, there's an idea a there's, behind them that you're supposed to yeah. get as an audience member. Yeah, but there's a point um, to television it. these days seems to be aping very heavily off of Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones, where like the shock value is more right. important. 
I mean, those shows have like he even points out these shows have like great storylines, but the knockoffs of them don't, are bad. Yeah, they're just trying yeah. to go for shock value, and that's what he right. saw the problem was with Discovery. That's a great point. I think there that's were a like great point. big twists and turns that were made just for audience shock value that have no real value to the story whatsoever. It's almost like talentless people are making this show. It's almost mm-hmm. like that. <laughs> um. He he liked the season finale because it seemed more like Star Trek. Although I don't particularly agree with that. I understand exactly where he's coming from with it. Yeah, I, I mean I haven't like watched it, but here's my opinion about it. Uh, yeah. No, I, I I just I think like anytime you watch uh something like New Trek ish, and it's like beating you in the face with its non Trek dick. And yeah. then all of a sudden, it switches to its Trek dick, because it's a Klingon and it has two decks now. Yeah. You're just happy that you got slapped in the face with a little bit of the Trek dick, and you kind of forget about the non-Trek dick reaming you in the mouth. That's pretty That's pretty apropos. I mean, he he says that straight up, and not in so many words that, like... Not so eloquently as not, I just said yeah, it with that dick analogy. He didn't at all, so I, oh, I well tuned then, it out. How but... could it be right? <laughs> He said everything leading up to the finale was absolutely asinine, but the yeah. finale was much more Trek. It's not nearly yeah. enough to save the, save the season, but it's uh, it's a start in his book. I mean, it's a start if they keep going, yeah. but, I mean, are they? Like, who knows? Really? really. Like, who knows? Yeah. Um, what do y'all think? Do you think Star Trek can really continue to exist in an era of character drama for the sake of drama? Do you think... Start, uh, Discovery was fundamentally flawed beyond having uh, lost the Star Trekky commitment to be about here's something the, meaningful. Here's the main problem: is that anything can exist now. I do a show on the internet where I make fun of video games and make dick jokes. Mm-hmm. Anything can exist. The problem here is television. Is the problem? The problem is television dictates through advertising and and its need to to maintain a status quo. Uh, of millions of millions of dollars and millions and millions of viewers every week, a status quo of failure. Like, and that's what's happening with Star Trek, and they don't know what to do with it. So they're like, well, we'll put it on the internet, but we'll make it our own internet. And it's like, it's anything can exist. You can make anything now. We're yeah. totally free to make whatever we want, and we always have been. But now we're yeah. super free. Yeah, it's television is the problem, not you could, Star Trek. You could go and make a Star Trek show right now. I mean, fucking Seth MacFarlane did, like exactly, and that's on TV. But you don't have to make it on TV. You could make like exactly. just a series, right? And have it be Star Trek, but you know, you change the names of shit and the designs, right? And you can do the same type of thought provoking stories, right? And really, the bells and whistles of Star Trek aren't what's important about Star Trek. The fact yeah. that the J.J. Abrams movies use like the same designs and the same characters and shit is completely pointless. That has do nothing to do with. Do what they Star even Trek. use the same designs? They don't. No, but I mean, it's all like spun off of the same shit. It's like everything yeah. is called Star Trek shit. That's all window dressing. Right. It's all like smoke and mirrors. The core of Star Trek is exactly like you said, Ben. It's about yeah. something. There's a moral behind the story. There's like there's a bigger question that we can't answer easily, and the art of the show is that that explores the the question. Yeah, that's that's what Star and Trek is. Even beyond that, there's an underpinning of this like salient desire that yeah. we have as a people to grow beyond the strife 
that we're right. causing the in suffering. the modern day, no matter what modern day that is. Right, the suffering that we have to live through every day. Uh, yeah, like how does how do we stop that? Like, right, our desire as a people to grow beyond what we are now and become better. That is the mm-hmm. absolute core element of Star Trek. That and cool laser fights. Yeah, and ships that are way bigger than planets that this fight in space. This ship is bigger. This is a big ship. And it's it, bigger. It's, you see the little ship that's the good guy, and then a bigger ship shows up, and it's evil. It's, it's like the bad guy. So you it's know like it's Rocky. Evil. It's like Rocky 2. It's like but Rocky 4, ships. but even dumber. <laughs> it's like Rocky 5. So as dumb as you can get. So the stupidest idea. I, I think that you hit on a lot of good points, Ben. I really do. Yeah. It's, and he mentions that, like, uh, he knows that we have a much deeper love of the nuance of the franchise than he does, and it won't hurt uh, his feelings if we think he's fucking dead wrong. I, we don't, for one. No, I don't think you're dead but wrong But for two, at all. I think Trek is, like, a personal thing for everybody yeah. as well. Like, that can get you into problems when, you like, some people completely ignore the tenets of what Trek is, like, the tenets of, like, understanding and compassion, equality, and, like, open-mindedness are all tenets of Trek that can't be ignored. Yeah. But there's a personal understanding of what makes Star Trek so great that each of us has. Yeah. Um, not to get all, like, up my own, up our own asses about it or anything, but there's, there's a higher purpose for Star Trek. Yes. Than just being pew pew lasers in space. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I, I just I don't that it, it's disturbing uh, that like so quickly people are willing to just sort of be like, well, whatever. Yeah. I don't care. It's uh, I I fucking care. There's always to be this like, thing that's like people bring up that's like, oh well, the Star Trek that was there before isn't gone. Like, right. let them do whatever they want now, and it's like. This isn't fucking, like, I don't know, <laughs> Babylon 5. Right, right, like, right. It's not Battlestar Galactica, right? This is a show about something. Right. It was created to have more meaning than what was on television at the time. It's not like Space 1999. It's Star right. Trek, you know? Earth 2. Yeah, it's not just like, wouldn't this be cool? Wouldn't this idea be cool if we did it, like science fiction? This is speculative science fiction. Like, this is what our future could be like, and how do we get there? Right, it's got a a philosophy to it. Yeah, and just getting rid of that is pointless to me. Like, it's 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 ruining... It's foolish. it's, It's ruining what Star Trek is about, what it's for the reason that Star Trek stands out from everything else. Yeah. It's Just uh, go to YouTube and play the clip of J.J. Abrams talking about how he never really liked Star Trek. Yeah, and then they gave him the franchise. And then they were like, here, make Star Trek. And it was like, why did you do that? <laughs> there are so many people out there working in the industry who fucking love Star Trek. Yeah, but J.J. Abrams makes the best movies. They should have gave it to fucking Seth MacFarlane, apparently. It's, dude, right? <laughs> Give it to fucking, like, Jonathan fucking Frakes or yeah, something. Yeah, Jonathan like, who Frakes the knows what the ever? fuck he's doing, at least, you know? God. Pick a guy off the street or a lady off the street and then, yeah. like, they'll do a better job. Give it to me. Yeah, give it to me. <laughs> No, me. me. Give it to me. (laughs) Uh, Sincerely, 
Rear Admiral. You know what I mean. Ben he means Ben buts. Good Ben. He means butts. He's on our Discord as well as Ben Ben Good Ben. So Ben Ben Good Ben. I wanted to point out that the name, the title of this email is "But What If Discovery Was Good." A <laughs> uh, P.S. Yeah, I say y'all, Jeff. I'm from New York, but I live in Texas, and saying y'all is the best part. Literally. <laughs> That's the only part that's good. Thank you, Ben. <laughs> Don't um, you like the 110 degree desert weather? <laughs> Isn't um, that good? We also had an email earlier that from Joe that was titled, Reading Titles Out Loud is Illogical. <laughs> that's a great title. People are always giving me shit for not reading the titles. Because <laughs> they want to put a joke in there, right? They want you to like read yeah. the joke. If yeah. your joke is good enough, I read it, everybody. That's, I want there it is. That. That's com- That's pure comedy. That's the purest form of comedy. Um, if it's our, funny, our next it's funny. email is from Commander Jack Carpenter of the USS Virginia. Oh, wow. Jack Carpenter, um, football man who loves Star mm-hmm. Trek. Yeah, yeah. He said, Trek boys! Trek boys! Oh, what up? <laughs> Big fan of Worf's Skeletor fighting simulator here. Dude, right? I love that. I absolutely Dude. love it. Doesn't it come back again? Oh, no, they reference it again. They talk about it in uh, yeah. Deep Space Nine. Quark is like, does he get fighting those monsters in there? <laughs> uh, I'll get right to it. What do you think of the Star Trek fan base? On one hand, I feel there's a lot of people who love the franchise's core values. People that hold Star Trek to a high standard. The standard set by TOS, TNG, DS9, and Enterprise. Fuck you, Voyager. Nice. Then on the other hand, there's fans who don't seem to give a baker's fuck what the hell the franchise <laughs> is doing. They just like the things that have Star Trek slapped on it. And Not like to be... Pe- and like pew-pew laser explosions and the Beastie Boys. <laughs> Not to be like that asshole, but I'm going to be. Uh, I, I would say that they're not Star Trek fans then. They just like space stuff. Like they're science fiction fans or their space fantasy fans maybe yeah i'd say space fantasy is a good way to put it space fantasy fans my 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 interaction with star trek fans is pretty limited uh to jeff and people mm-hmm. in star trek online and everyone who i know in that game is a really really great star trek fan where we all kind of like respect each other's star trek fandom i think there's so it's like we're like the last of the jedi right where there's like so few of us like where we're just like hey whatever man like you i like i just want some really good star trek like we're just salivating for it and we're not getting it Mm -hmm. so i don't know uh i know this basically comes down to me disagreeing with the second group of people so take that as it is but i feel like star trek is a series that in recent years including discovery has steered super far off course from its original vision, and its fan base is therefore split. I know many franchises are like this, but I'm curious if you find it to be a difficult fan base to be a part of, etc. Especially seeing as the franchise seems to be catering to that second group more than the first. I would say it like didn't veer off course. Like I think JJ drove it off a cliff. Yes. Um, just like the Corvette playing the Beastie Boys. Um, that's the shittiest thing is I actually really like the Beastie Boys. It doesn't belong in Star Trek. I'm fine with them like even putting modern music in a in a Star Trek. I don't I don't care about that so much. But like anyway, the, the whatever. <laughs> I think like like the second group of fans. Uh, I don't 
I think being a fan of something is so simple now that you don't even have to be a fan to say you're a fan of something. Yeah. Well, you so don't like, have to be part of a fandom at all. Yeah, and yeah. Still be, you can still be a fan of the thing. I'm a Star Trek fan. It's like, okay, cool, like, great. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, like, whatever. Like, I don't interact with people mm. typically, like, who like that type of thing because, like, I I just wouldn't want to talk to them about it because... Yeah, you don't have to either. I don't have to. Yeah, like, I don't know. I'm not in a fandom of anything. Right. Like, I've specifically decided at a certain point that all fandoms are shit. Yeah, it gets every single solitary one of them. Like religion. (laughs) Uh, The only fandom that isn't shit is the M-Class Podcast fandom. (laughs) Yes. They're all good people. Shirt it. Shirt it. (laughs) My favorite thing is, like, I go to your streams, and I don't... I know that, like, a lot of people who are saying it are, like, M-Class fans, but people say, like, blank boys all the time. Yeah, Because they see yeah. other people in the chat doing it. Yeah. And I'm like, man, that's M-Class shit. You don't know that. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry, I just burped. Uh, yeah, no, I, I... I, It started with... I mean, for me, like, that's what I always think of when I hear something boys. I'm always like, that's supposed to be Trek boys. Yeah, that's Trek boys, baby. That's Trek boys, baby. Yeah, fucking. But, uh... Yeah... I think it's probably for the best to not consider yourself part of a fandom. Yeah. You enjoy what you enjoy for what it is, and if people want to talk to you about it, that's cool. I mean, the only people I talk about Star Trek to are, like, Josh and, like, Kevin every now and then. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. (laughs) And, like, every now and then I go to the M-Class Discord to talk about Star Trek, but I mostly... We mostly just talk about everything in there, so... I'm not on there as much as I probably should be, but... I mean... That's how this podcast started, was, like, we just would stay up and talk to each other about Star Trek. Yeah, it'd be fucking three in the morning, and we'd have, like, a Twitter DM that's, like, a mile and a half long. And we're, like, complaining about, Star about Trek. stupid shit in Star Trek and, and saying what we liked. I mean, that's how it started, so... Yeah. I wanted to do a Star Trek podcast really bad, and just one day after, like, months and months and months of, like, every day just talking about Star Trek... Josh was like, I'll do it. Yeah, fuck it. And that's how this was born. (laughs) Ta-da! It's here, everybody. And now you're listening to it. Well, the other part of it. Hopefully, um, you like it, too. And if you like it a lot, you can become a patron. Give us money. Give us your fucking money. I mean, thank you for your money. In the future, we might not need money, but right now, I want to eat some Taco Bell. Yeah. I like how that was almost like an infomercial. Like, in the future, we might not need money. Yeah, we might but not right need now, money. we need your help. Has this ever been you? And then the lady throws, like, a frying pan out the window. Because <laughs> she, like, oh, loses no. the grip. Oh, no. Are your frying pans very slippery? <laughs> Are your frying pans too greased up from all the bacon you're eating? Dude, I anyway. want some night bacon. That's yeah. what I want. Night bacon, night egg. Night egg, night bacon. Oh, night egg. Fuck, dude. Fuck Kevin for starting night egg. Yeah, I wish I never knew what you guys were talking about. You guys would just say night egg at each other, and I'd be like, what the fuck are they talking about? Night egg. (laughs) Just whisper it. And now, like, every time I hear it, I'm like, "Mm, I want a night egg. (laughs) 
Dude, it's so bad. Just eat some fucking eggs before bed. Yeah. Let me just like eat some eggs and then go to sleep for eight hours. <laughs> cool. Great for your body. Cool idea. <laughs> 30 fucking um, years old. Cool idea. Uh, thanks as always, bros. I'll give it a shot at giving myself a rank in a ship. And he, again. I like that you Jack made Harper. yourself commander because your name sounds very commandery. Yeah. That's like, like a very commandery name. Us. That's fine. <laughs> I'd follow that guy in the hell. Fuck it. Fuck yeah. He plays football. Fuck it, dude. I love football. I'd follow that guy into the bathroom so he could give me a swirly. He wouldn't do that. <laughs> he wouldn't. He's a great dude. He's a commander. He's a commander in Starfleet. He He'd give you a swirly not. of responsibility, maybe. Yeah. He'd give me a swirly of mutual respect. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which, isn't that what all swirlies really are? No. <laughs> I think I usually like make us ensigns whatever I draw us. Ensign? Yeah. It's even, funnier because we're just nobody. Yeah. Even though I always list myself when I give my rank and ship and everything as a lieutenant commander. Lieutenant commander. That's pretty that's a pretty good middle ground. Like yeah. you're you're in charge of stuff, but you're not too in charge, right? Well, my TOS uniform that I have upstairs is Scotty's, so it's a lieutenant commander. I don't know those uh ranks because they're oh, crazy you don't? to me they're not crazy it's like uh one thing is a lieutenant like yeah, one, one one thing two, is a lieutenant yeah. and then one with like dashes above it is, is lieutenant commander yeah and then two solid ones is it's captain uh, no two solid ones is commander oh it is and then Captain's two solid ones fruity. with a dash in the middle is captain oh and if you're an ensign you don't get jack shit you don't get sleeves. shit yeah fuck them also um semi-canonically if you just have the dashes then you're a yeah. lieutenant junior grade oh okay like kind of how like uh lieutenant junior grade is two pips one of them's not filled in yes i yeah. like that it's very simple I, I love that about star trek uniforms like the simplicity of the rank oh yeah like, like it's so easy to see so the easy. rank, especially yeah. in TOS where it's like gigantic on their forearms. <laughs> also, it looks like a cool tattoo. It does look cool. I've thought about like getting a tattoo that was like the rank, but I don't. I don't think I would ever do that. It would be tough because like it's skinny on your wrist, right? Yeah, it would have to go all the way around the wrist. Yeah, so it would have to would, be. Yeah, which would that'd suck. be tough to do. <laughs> yeah, that um, would hurt. Uh, thanks for the email, Commander. Uh, Thank you, Commander. Uh, maybe you'll give us uh, some recommendations for um, promotion. Yeah, I want to be uh, something not too... I want to have, like, Saturdays off. <laughs> you can do that in Starfleet. Like, I want to be Lieutenant Commander, because I think that's probably the lowest rank you could be Chief of Security at. Yeah, no, that's... I guess Wars a Lieutenant. He's a Lieutenant. He when he starts? Yeah, he's Lieutenant. But that's just because yeah. Tashi gets Tar monster to death. I think it depends on what type of ship you're on, too. Like... I feel like uh, like smaller ships, like lieutenant commanders, can be first officers. Right? Yeah, like that's, that's what true. Cisco was, right? Yeah, that's true. Um, that's all the emails we have this time around. Well, that was that was a good batch of them. Those yeah. were really good. I'm always like, I'm not surprised. I'm always more like proud that all of our fans are so fucking like eloquent. They're great. No, they're amazing. It's Seriously. like it's always an even split between like really eloquent, thoughtfelt questions and then and like funniness. really great dick jokes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm always super appreciative of both. And like sometimes people do both in one email. <laughs> 
I'm like, damn, you guys it's should just be doing this ride. podcast. Like, <laughs> I feel that way about continue fans a lot too. Like some of them are are so funny. Like oh, and I'm yeah. like, dude, so fucking funny. And that's how I feel about like you guys. You guys are great, and uh, I love this part of the show so much. Oh yeah, like I love doing the M class proper a ton. I, and, yeah. But like, I feel like we get the most fun out of doing emails. Yeah, emails can lead to some super funny and also very serious topics. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to thank everybody who wrote in. Like, you guys are great. And yeah. everybody who didn't get their email read, I'm sorry. I have to kill Everybody these. who didn't write in, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare listen to this episode. Ah, I'm so pissed at you. <laughs> Night egg. Um, just fuck you. Just so everybody knows, um, I curate based on how many times people have had their emails read in the past, content of the emails, and uh, sometimes I accidentally just delete some. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you're just so on. You're just like sometimes I just delete them because yeah. fuck it. I don't know. I, I don't I, know. What I'm doing. Just accidentally, I'll like just delete it along with another one and be like, <laughs> fuck. Well, all right, it's gone. oh well Um, it's fucking funny thanks everybody who wrote in thanks everybody for listening even if you didn't write in I know Josh just said to fuck off but I don't I was kidding they know that I don't feel that way oh Jesus now everyone's gonna love Jeff more than Josh yeah fucking right but uh (laughs) thank you Josh for being on the podcast with me thank you Jeff for uh you know kissing me like how you do Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, being on the podcast with me, shit. I oh, thought we were recording knows we anymore. Kiss a bunch. I mean, with our wieners. <laughs> Together, we make a Klingon. We make one Klingon. <laughs> All right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you next week for more M class. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs>